welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up, we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen, too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It was a hair-raising episode of Canada's Drag Race, and we are absolutely not going to leave anything out of this podcast. Joining me to break it all down is the bitch who's never too far away, Arya Close. How are you? I am wonderful and always close. (laughs) Um, So where in the world are you quarantining? I am quarantining in the far-off land of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, that's a scary place. Um, I don't know why... I always thought you were in a you were a story based. So my first like actual thing I did in drag was in Astoria with uh, suddenly Seymour's right, right. Prompt. So that's kind of where the name first got out. Right, because I remember I remember seeing you and then chatting after, but we had also um, met up at uh, Sutton's uh, Monday Night Show way back when. Um, <laughs> So, but that's so I was like, I knew you knew Sutton. So I was like, that's why everyone who knows Sutton's from Astoria. Uh, who travels to Astoria to go see um, Sutton on a Saturday night? But here you are. I mean, she's a dear friend. And she's incredible. I love to support her shows. Yeah. So, so how you, I know you just binged a couple episodes of Canada's Drag Race. How did you enjoy it? I am honestly loving it. I think it's a lot better of an approach than what's currently happening with All Stars 5. Yeah! Uh, (laughs) That's something. (laughs) It's bringing me the same kind of joy that I got from watching Drag Race UK. Absolutely, I agree. That exposure to kind of another cultural area of drag, that's what's really making me happy about this season. Yeah, I, I feel like there are a lot more similarities to American drag in Canada than there are in the UK. So, like, this this feels a little more Americanized than UK did, but I'm still enjoying it, and all these Canadian references coming out there, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> as well. Um, and yeah. The French accent every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, freaking Rita Vega. Um, that accent. I'm like, this is, it's fake, but it's not. It's so cool. I wish I sounded that cool. Do do you speak French? I studied it in high school. Okay, Uh, so you got the the basics. I worked on it. I can do a really good fake accent (laughs) in English. Yeah, I mean, part of me is like, because I I just downloaded Duolingo, so I was like, do I do Spanish again because I really am rusty, or do I do French because it's new and I want to understand what they're saying on the show? Well, so here's the fun part. Canadian French is different than French French. Right. Parisian French, where you can say something like, je fais du tennis, meaning like, I play tennis. But you say that in Canada, and you're like, I make shoes. It's really weird. (laughs) Very different. Very different. Well, speaking of Canada, let's dive into episode three. Interesting episode. Interesting episode. I think the overall theme of this show is judging is weird. Yeah. Uh, We make weird decisions. 
<laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. I, there's so much going on in that, like, that little world behind the table. Yeah. And I feel like everyone, I don't know your take on this, but everyone just seems like they're trying to do the best RuPaul impersonation that they can possibly be doing. It, it, yes, and no one is RuPaul, and we don't want you to be RuPaul. Exactly. Be yourself. If you need, if it's if RuPaul said you have to say the RuPaul lines, that's one thing. But do put your spin on it. Yeah, I would love to see Stacy, Brooklyn, and Jeffrey just like kind of really blossom into their own. Yeah, because you did have that with Drag Race UK, but you also did have Ru there. Right, so. right. Um, and again, like the whole thing was, you had your two friends. Uh, you had the Ross and Carson equivalents, and they did their own. They were their own person. Yeah. Um, but because they're supposed to be this thruple of a singular host <laughs> judge there there it, it's weird and i mean i think jeffrey is a fucking robot um yeah. i'm not really sure what's going on in his head stacy doesn't have a critique coming out of her mouth besides i love it it's pretty you're gorgeous <laughs> and brooklyn is trying her best but brooklyn is too attached to some of these girls so it's it's a it's a weird dynamic yeah i mean is- deborah cox is great this week but we'll get to her in a little bit Yes. So let's dive in. After the elimination, Tainomi reads Kain's mirror message. What was her favorite part of the mirror message? I love you, Tainomi. What a typical drag queen. <laughs> Lemon reminds us that Kain is a huge name in Canadian and internet drag. No matter how big of a name you are, you could go home at any moment. And that is some foreshadowing for this episode. Just, just a, a slight shot. A little one, yeah. <laughs> Lemon is feeling so renewed after her win and can't wait to do it again, and some of the girls are just like, no, bitch, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, Anastasia tells us that she needs Tainomi to be with her. Girl, be careful what you wish for. Because <laughs> Tainomi, she is Katniss Everdeen. If she's in the bottom, she's not going down. Um, yeah, it's really interesting because... <laughs> I love reality TV. Everyone knows it who listens to the podcast. And I always read and edit. I look at the edit. I look to see what who is saying what, when they're saying, how they're saying it. This whole intro package between uh, Anastasia and Tainomi, I was like, oh, this is not going to end well for either of them. Oh, no, not at all. The way that they are, like, trying, they're trying to do that, like, friendship thing, but it's not going to work, obviously. Right. Didn't. Yeah. Well... It's the next day. Only 10 remain, and the stakes are even higher. And Starzy, I just want to break it to you. That's going to be the case every time someone goes home. Um, but again, let's be real. She needed her first. She needed to be the one to say it's a new day because she'd go home. Rue's back to ask why Canadian Ru- Canadians apologize all the time. Then Jeffrey walks in with um, kind of like an aluminum foil jacket. That thing was loud and obnoxious. Um, and we get um, a little welcome to Tracy Melcher, who is Drag Race superfan and will serve as Canadian's best squirrel friend. How Still do don't you, know what that means. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about like she's there? Like what's what's her? I action? feel like this is this is probably very wrong and very kind of mean. I bet Tracy was auditioning for the show to be a judge or a host, uh-huh. and they loved her so much, but they didn't want her to be one of the three so like well you're a super fan let's throw you in somehow that's my prediction i'm sure i'm very wrong and i hope i'm wrong but, but she's 
swing. <laughs> right. What is she doing there? She's not like like I thought originally because they she was announced with the original with the the hosts and the gas and everything. I thought she was going to be like the walk around Rue that she would be the one to go in the workroom every day and talk to them, which would have yeah. been a cool twist and something different than we have in the regular show. But no, she's just there. Like. I love her, like, little bits of input, and I could definitely, like, see that, yeah, like you said, like, she probably was supposed to be there a lot more. Right. But the way that they have, like, included her in this, like, little scenario is just yeah. very, very weird. Because then, like, right. she also didn't pop up later in the episode. Not at all. I mean, and that was... Weeks. Right, and she was only there um, for... in episode three and not in the first two episodes, so it's like... Will she be there next week, or is it whenever she's around? Like, I, it's a really weird dynamic, and I think she's a cool addition. She's a really fresh perspective, but I just don't understand the purpose of it quite yet. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah. So the mini challenge is the queens will pair up and co-anchor Canada Gay M. It will be a trilingual talk show where they will read in English, French, and Draglish funny cute whatever we love campy moments um so we're gonna talk about each of the pairs a little bit um and yeah some were good some were terrible starting off rita and kiara uh, they are the french pair who think they have it in the beta um kiara is just bland yeah she really kind of didn't shine in this moment right kind of like went all in and like nailed the lines and i think that's gonna be i think she's gonna be a top competitor throughout the entire season you do? one of the most seasoned yeah 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 it'll be interesting i mean kiara i think is is based especially off of this week i think her welcome will be waning soon she i don't see her going far but rita is she good she's 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 a star yeah and she, as it's revealed later, she has right. other talent. Yeah, I mean, she is. I think the connection between Rita and Kiara is a benefit for them because obviously they are like a natural duo to have this closeness, and they they understand each other and where they're coming from. But I almost fear that Rita is too close to Kiara and coddling her in this drag race world a little bit. I could see that. So I hope I hope Rita knows that she's here for Rita. And not for Rita, Kiara, and Quebec. <laughs> Scarlett and Alona, they play Stacy and Lacey, and that's literally all I wrote down. <laughs> is there much more? There really no, there they no, they didn't do anything else. Um, I, I think Bobo is fun, but this challenge did not do anything for either of them. No. Um, yeah, very, very boring. Because again, let's be real, this was all about Lemon and Priyanka. They decided to swap names. Priyanka, though, goes by Lemon Boyer Chapman Melcher. Funny! She's funny! Yes. Priyanka is brilliant. I mean... I, this, I think she's my favorite. Uh, me too. I mean, this we all know this is a Priyanka Stan account here. <laughs> but that challenge was... It, it showed so much personality. Yes, she has a lot of television experience. She's a kid's host. She knows how to be funny and be... Um, and, and speak off the whim. This was very, very good for the two of them. Um, I think they were both over the top, and it worked for what this challenge was supposed to be. Exactly. And even the way, like, as you said, the, the nameplay, the quick wit with them, like, obviously yeah. they're reading the teleprompter, right. but the way that they were reading was so much more distinguishable than all the other queens. 
Yeah. Like you had Lemon doing her like fake French accent that was meant to be like super fake. <laughs> and then yeah. you had Bianca just like completely like going crazy. Yeah, it was a good combo. Um, I'm really curious to like know what their relationship is was prior if they even had one because we're we're seeing that even in three episodes they they've been they got very close they they are they are like a yin yang for each other they they work well off of each other. Yeah, I think their their personalities are so compatible in terms yeah. of like a drag sisterhood. Yeah, they're they're but, both dumb. It's yeah. great. <laughs> it, it it yeah I'm a, I'm a fan of this duo. Next up, Boa is with Jimbo, who does her best Nancy Grace. Uh, Jimbo is hilarious. Uh, Boa tries to do a voice, but she's very much overshadowed in this situation. Yeah, and not just like even overshadowed in terms of performance, but Jimbo also just kept reading her line. <laughs> right, that was very funny. I mean, and then Jimbo forgets Boa's name, uh, which apparently was Rebecca O'Neill, and I almost forgot that as well. <laughs> but again, there's something about Jimbo that I'm like, where did we find her? She's got that, like, kind of unique, like, unnerving quality. Like, every time you watch her, you're, you're actually slightly terrified. Yes. But at the same time, it's, you can't look away. Like, yeah. that is the allure of Jimbo for me. Yeah, there, this was good casting. Um, I mean, apparently, like, she was an unknown to many people. But, bitch, she's, gonna, she's going far. Regardless like, what happens, she's going far. I think she's going to be up there with Priyanka, too. Yeah. She's going to bring that, like, unique, quirky thing all the way to the top. I agree. Well, next up, Anastasia and Tainomi, they cannot read, and they are both dry as hell. Like, they're going for actual anchor person, not Drag Race Mini Challenge. Especially um, with the Yeah. Also, um, when, remember when, instead of saying Anastasia's name, Tainomi just went co-anchor name? <laughs> Oh, that was bad, 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 bad. Um, it was accidentally funny, but it was... It's interesting because Tainomi has this experience. Like, she's done on, like, done film things before. You would think she'd be a, bit, a little better than this. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you would hope. But for some reason, I don't know, it's... Like, I'm assuming it's the nerves of being on the television show. Yeah. Because I have seen it, obviously, like, we've seen it. We had New York City girls go in and what we know them on stage here versus yeah. what they showed on the television show, it was like two different people. And right. like, you know that you can get in your own head about these things. And I think that's really what's been happening with Anastasia. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate because like the way that they've built her up is that like, she is this like very nice, like pageant, like yeah. performer, but she hasn't shined in even, I don't think she's shined in a pageant way. Even. Yeah, no, not at all. I think um, it's it's it, it's a good reminder to remember that this is reality TV, and reality TV drag is not the same as real life drag, and there is a big part of the fandom who cannot disconnect the two things, and it's really unfortunate. It causes a lot of drama and and tension within the fandom, but just because you're a brilliant real life drag queen doesn't automatically make you perfect for drag race some queens are just not meant for this show yeah and that's some okay have a voice for radio so <laughs> that's very true well the winners of the challenge are lemon and priyanka who win two thousand dollars from amped accessories we stand amped accessories here they are fabulous um 
I don't know if you've ever seen their work in person. Um, they're usually at DragCon. Um, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they have, they always have the table and I love how they always organize it because they do it as like, as a rainbow. So all <laughs> the pieces are in color order and that's how they get people over there. Cause it just looks so pretty. That, yeah. If I saw that from afar, I'd walk over and like, yeah. that's super gay and I want it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we let, we stand them, um, fair enough and not enough are the owners of amped accessories we love it yes so we learned that the maxi challenge is going to be a diss track called not sorry about it uh they will split into two rival girl groups and wrap their way through it with some canadian uh singer lady named ralph did you know who she was no <laughs> no no neither did i um i didn't do much research into ralph for this podcast i apologize if ralph is someone i should know please inform me what i should know about ralph additionally hollywood jade bueller bueller again let me know what i should know i did not know who either of these people were they apparently did and that was exciting for them and i hope all the canadians watching were excited but didn't know them <laughs> I mean, I was scanning their faces as the, the person was announced. And I was like, who actually knows who this person right, is? Right, right. And like, some people looked really excited, and some people also, I think, were feigning excitement. They had a camera on them. They <laughs> yeah. like, hey, this person. <laughs> yeah. No, because like the second they announced that, uh, you know, Deborah Cox is going to be there later, they were all freaking out. So. I mean, she's at every, she somehow is at every pride all over the world. <laughs> it's true. I, she. <laughs> Yeah. At least I know who she is. Like, exactly. My extent of Canadian history is limited, <laughs> but Deborah Cox has made a name for herself. Yeah, she's a star. It is time to pick the teams. Lemon picks Tainomi, Jimbo, Kiara, Boa. Priyanka, she picks Rita, Scarlett, Anastasia, leaving Alona as the last picked yet again, so she will be on Priyanka's team. And this is going to be a little bit of a plot line. Poor Alona, but Always sometimes. Mama. Yeah. Alona is over being picked last, and she's pissed because this has always been her whole life. Drag is what she's good at, so being picked last, oh, she's so over it. Alona, maybe that's telling you something. I don't know. She went out. She moved out to like L.A. and yeah. she's got this attitude that she can't be picked last. Like I don't think she's gonna last in L.A. Not a like, chance. I know. <laughs> if I went to L.A. <laughs> I would be like in a gutter somewhere. Like I wouldn't even get the time of day from people. Right. So there are so many talented queens out there. And if you're like, you're on the first season of Drag Race. And if you're gonna like bitter, like kind of like pinch yourself because you're in the like the last to be picked, girl, rise above it and just fucking be a star. Like, yeah, I agree. Pick up your boobs and just take on the day. Like, it's true. Yeah, well, Priyanka, she needs a group name, and first suggest Priyanka and the Dolls. Funny, cute. Meanwhile, Lemon calls her team the Dolls. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's a Canadian thing. Maybe they're basically the same person now that they've um, done so many things together. Um, but Dolls is, is running that room. Well, back with Priyanka, she knows that she wants to have a Canadian name. They throw out the Moose Knuckles. This was I funny. Wholeheartedly about Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Rita and Starzy have never heard 
of the word moose knuckle before. And I call bullshit. <laughs> Everyone knows what a moose knuckle is. Um, Bizarre, you've had one once in your life. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as Priyanka uh, gleefully reveals, uh, a moose knuckle is when a guy's pants are too tight and you can see his balls. Or it's also a bad tuck. And there have been many a queen that I've seen with that. Not going to name names. This knuckle gets a little loose. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Pop right out. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a very funny name. It, it's very Canadian. It's very cute. It's very gay. It's very drag race. It was smart. Jimbo, we learn, is musically inclined and we continue to fall in love. Um, Kiara says she's a part of a bunch of girl groups and she's a dancer and can rap. And that is an uh-oh sign for me because it's like your confidence is going to get the best of you, bitch. Happened to kind. It's going to come back for everyone. Sure does. So Boa wants to diss Scarlet because they have been friends for so long. So she's throwing out the read of Eggplant Friday. Boa claims it's because that's the shape of Scarlet's nose. I decided to Google search Eggplant Friday. <laughs> I regret that decision. For those unfamiliar, it's when a guy takes a picture of his bulge and it resembles the shape of an eggplant. That sounds like very good Friday browsing. Yeah, that was... Um, I would like to eliminate that from my Google search. Just Google, if you're listening, please remove that. Um, Your CIA agent already has it on record. So. Right? Uh, have you heard the term eggplant Friday before? I have, uh, okay. mainly because I do follow maybe one too many thirst traps. On <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me you're the thirst trap here. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> not with this quarantine diet. <laughs> Same. But yes, I uh, follow one too many handsome gentlemen who um, indulge us with their uh, creative vegetables. <laughs> yeah so well I, I listen i am always here for an educational moment i love when drag race teaches me something i didn't know but don't think this was the thing i wanted to know for the day i love rita's approach to it she's like i'm learning english and drag race all at the same time yeah yeah very good so jeffrey comes in for the walkthrough no tracy but just jeffrey uh jimbo is apparently very into jeffrey um, that was an interesting turn of events. Um, even with that lipstick still stuck on her lips, she's given Jeffrey those eyes and those lips. Lemon claims that she's a raptress, and Jeffrey jabs back at her about listening to Iggy Azalea and Eminem um, because they're white. Um, Lemon claps back with other names, and again, an educational moment. I didn't know any of the people she's referencing to, but I'll go listen to them. I'll try them out. They are very good. I'm actually uh, quite a big fan of City Girls. Okay. So, um, are you a raptress? I am not. A, I, I do slam poetry. Okay, which okay. We rap on a very slow scale. Right, right. <laughs> um, but City Girls, my roommate actually introduced me to them, and mm -hmm. I love it. Like, nice. If you can get like a good, like, it's definitely about like where you can place the right lyric, and they do that nice I'm, I'm here for it over with the moose knuckles jeffrey loves the name so that's the validation they all needed um priyanka says that she picked her team because of the personalities being so different they like they're like the spice girls 
personality does not win you a challenge. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. This is when Jeffrey decides to reveal that Deborah Cox will be the special guest for the week, and the girls go wild. Uh, Tainomi has a uh, backup dance for her. Um, Scarlett is worried she owes her royalties for performing her music. That was a funny little moment. Um, and Lemon <laughs> says that she's her second favorite Cox. And I hope that's behind Jackie Cox because she's my favorite Cox. You would hope. You would hope. I don't know what other Cox she's a fan of. Courtney? I mean, there is also that eggplant one too, but. <laughs> that's true no listen if anytime we can shout out jackie cox in the podcast we're always here for it because we love we stand i live for a good jackie moment i make it a point to see all of her cabaret shows yeah and she is super creative she is obviously with bringing in like her heritage and everything into a beautifully written show yeah and some of them get so wordy and i'm always so impressed that she can remember all of her custom lyrics because like yeah the song will come on and i'm like oh it's gonna be this song and she has like a new set of lyrics for it. I was like yeah her parodies are great she's a clever bitch yeah i'm hoping season two canada's drag race jackie cox guest judge bring it bring it i'm here for it yes all right so it's time to record with ralph um the duels are first tainomi has some cool lyrics honestly i'm kind of here for the knickknack paddywhack moment i liked it um but ralph wants her to find tainomi and wants more personality out of her i feel like maybe the edit was just trying to give us a reason not to like tainomi here i kind of felt the same way because like there's moments where like i'm rooting for tainomi and like i want that to be a success and the way that the editing is done on this episode it kind of it does obviously forecast for later on right as it usually does but i feel like there was better moments that they could have shown especially during the recording i agree yeah this was not the shining moment for tainomi um kiara she wants to have a kai kai and we learned that kiki wants to kai kai but none of these girls are are her type again good lyric that was something i learned that was my educational moment i didn't know that a kai kai was two drag queens really i just call that a saturday so (laughs) oh boy that that was new so is it so does that mean that aria has um kai kai before i mean (laughs) not naming names (laughs) i have uh said are you close a few times (laughs) (laughs) all right well you all can dm her and find out those answers maybe she'll reveal them how narcissistic is that? I use my own name in bed. <laughs> it's smart drag. <laughs> <laughs> Boa is asked to kick it up, but she thinks she is just doing heroin already. Ralph <laughs> wants her to enunciate, um, but nothing really changes in her um, performance. Um, she, so yeah, she, she does, does that thing where it's like the one note wonder like yeah. it's like everything's at the same level and like you always there's always one person that does it to yeah. just like go straight and it's not even like a 10 it's like an eight but they think it's a 10. yeah it's, and she does put the uh, uh the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable a few times <laughs> um does but it doesn't do anything because it's still the same it's just placing it in the different part yeah jimbo is a legend First off, that fucking fur coat and the glasses. 
she's just living her fantasy she is. every which way. Like, I honestly, I don't know what to expect from her, like, from week to week. Exactly. She's wearing, like, a Western shirt and, like, the confessional. It's howdy doody. And <laughs> she walked out in, like, that, like, kind of demented, like, mouse thing in the first look. Right. Like, everything is just going to be balls to the walls with this yeah. one. I'm so here for it. Her rhyme, not good at all. Very meh. Um, but the oh, bitch, that was funny. That was a funny moment because <laughs> even Ralph said, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> That's Jimbo for you. It's time for the Moose Knuckles. Priyanka is into the sound technician because um, he's a daddy, which begs the question, would she be into me? Because apparently in the world, I am a daddy too. Ooh. So, um, yeah, she's into daddies because yeah, after that first episode with Jimbo and Boyanka, we'll see. I think regardless, we're getting a lot of Priyanka time. Can we also briefly acknowledge the fact that it was so nice to see audio equipment actually hooked up with wires this time? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes like they had a real computer that was on and the person <laughs> was working as things were happening shade i love it yeah throw it i i'm here for it priyanka has two singles on itunes because the trick is anyone can have a single on itunes do you have a single on itunes yet i that was uh, my afternoon plans for today oh, nice nice uh, what is yeah. what is it going to be called are you close uh, it's just going to be a list of all the KKs. Um, <laughs> it's going to be T. Nice. Love it. Uh, Scarlett has songs on iTunes also. Um, she's a rock star, according to Starzy. Good job. I, I, I enjoyed what she was bringing. Alota does not have any songs on iTunes. So that's the first change. Just let everyone know. Um, but she's very whiny, and it's not good. No. I, like, that, nothing, like... It just crushes the mood. Yeah. Like, everyone coming up before her was like, I'm a star, I'm a star. And then, like, you got, like, I'm baby. And it wasn't like, yeah. I'm baby. It was like, like time out, baby. <laughs> right. Um, and then we have Starzy, who is a deer in headlights. Like, there is no life in her. Um, she is a pageant queen, and it is evident that if this is, if, she, if it's not a pageant challenge, she cannot execute it really really unfortunate to watch but then we have rita who is a vocalist so she's gonna sing for real she also has a song on itunes um but girl she can fucking riff when she started i was in awe like i yes. was like she's gonna go up and i was like yep she just went up <laughs> she's like she keeps she, going <laughs> she is a trained vocalist and i was here for this rita i mean We'll talk about it later. I think Rita was robbed this episode. I think so too. Do you think like she's a full triple that? Like, do you think like because I, I heard think... her dance later on? Well, that's the thing. I think her dancing is she is one of those queens who knows how to use backup dancers to her advantage. Yes. So she can move. They mm -hmm. will do the movements with her, but better, and she'll still give you a full on A plus performance. Yeah. Is she a dancer? No. She's a mover. She moves. She, <laughs> she, she can she owns the stage in a different way. Exactly. And like it, it did pop out when like obviously they did the, the full dance number right. with uh, the track. And like yeah. she carried herself in a way like again, like it's someone who knows who's seasoned, who doesn't have to always like overexert themselves just exactly. It's that yeah. ness of being on stage without trying to control everything on the stage. Exactly. Yeah, she's, she's a very smart queen. It's time to meet Hollywood Jade. Still don't know who he is. 
But Lemon does, um, because she's a dancer. That's why. Hollywood Jade is giving some good moves, but not all the girls are quite getting it, especially Jimbo, who is a rag doll. Um, and Jimbo gets mad because Jimbo does not like to be bad at things. And I understand that feeling. Um, the Moose Knuckles are struggling and Hollywood Jade is just going forward. Starzy thinks the choreo is hard and Lona says her body doesn't move that way. And you can already see this is not going to end well for anybody. And it wasn't even like one of those moments like that they're doing a lot more now on like regular drag race where they're yeah. like everything's a disaster and then like they go to the the number and everyone's like a super yeah. star. like what the fuck happened overnight like right, they right. not like they like take steroids in their hotel rooms like what's happening that they automatically became good yeah i i'm i'm always curious to know what the t- the filming timeline is for an episode like this is it actually overnight or is that just the reality tv's talk that it's overnight or is this like over two three four days you know i feel like it is overnight because like when you think about like how technically like what we watch week after week is only filmed like in few weeks yeah like, it's, it's super condensed yeah it is a very quick turnaround um but yeah it, it, this we'll, we'll get into the this performance comparatively to other seasons and shows but yeah but as priyanka says elona is having a panic attack Bo is crying, Starzy hasn't danced yet, and Rita went back to Quebec. And this is why Priyanka is the confessional queen of the season. She's funny. She knows what she's doing. She is she is the star of this show. I, like, actually had to pause it when she said it and Rita went back to Quebec because I was laughing too hard. And it, it was, was so funny. So... It was she just, so like, paddles it off so quick. and Yeah, I... I love her. I love her so much. It is Elimination Day. Boa thinks Scarlet is pissed off with her, and we get to see some unseen footage, because at this point, we don't know any of the beef between the two of them at this point. Scarlet apparently mocks Boa, who she thinks can take a shit on stage and the judges would eat it up. We then hear Boa say Brooklyn called her sexy, and Scarlet snap back with until you took your corset off. Ooh. Scarlet claims that Boa is being annoying. In confessional, Scarlet was excited to see her friend walk into the workroom, but she goes to comedy when she needs something serious from her. This is the fun part about the show when you have queens who do know each other in the real world. Because as much as you want to isolate everyone in the show, the real personalities and the real relationships do come out. And now we're seeing this. Canada's big. Yeah. Drag exists in cities. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> they, they are Toronto queens. And if you're a Toronto queen, you know each other. Yeah. Um, been to Toronto? I love Toronto. I, I mean, I literally been 20 years since I've been to Toronto. I was there once for a weekend. And um, I unfortunately did not go to a gay bar because I was with heterosexuals. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so we went to like breweries and museums well the museum was my fault because they have beautiful museums but um i really wish i had gone to a gay bar because i would love to see them in their element yeah i mean i i feel like after this season i'm like more primed to want to go up to canada 
Would you go to Toronto? Or would you go to like Montreal? Like I would do a whole trip. <laughs> At this point, I don't have a job coming up anytime soon. I'll I'll take a fucking trip, tour Canada. So yeah, Stay there. Did, yeah. Boa goes over to Scarlet to try to talk to her, um, but Scarlet is actually like I am em- emphasize that she is not in a good place to make any conversation because she barely had one eye done. Yeah. Like, Bo picked the wrong time to come over and ask Queen to talk. Too, like, when she was, like, talking, was she talking to Jimbo? Like, she was talking to somebody at the table, I'm forgetting who. Yeah, I'm not sure, I don't remember who it was. Whoever this was, I think, was a very calculated move. And, like... I think it was Jimbo. I think it was Jimbo, and she was like, yeah, you should go talk to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. on, to the point where, like, yeah, go fuck up shit so I'm safe. Right, yeah, it was... (laughs) Not a good moment, and like I, I felt bad for Boa because I knew like she, her personally, she was upset that Scarlet wouldn't talk to her at this moment. But also, Scarlet looked at look at where she was. You should know better. You like she barely had an eye on. You can't stop me no. because that's how you end up with eyebrows like mine right now that are like <laughs> cousins and not sisters, and it's the cousins that fucked at the family reunion, and no one's safe. They kai kai'd. <laughs> right across my forehead. <laughs> well, meanwhile, we get the meme of the week of Jimbo spying on the girls while snacking on a sandwich. Jimbo is just the gift that keeps on giving. I couldn't. I was also eating a sandwich at that. <laughs> and I felt like we were one person. That's so funny. I'm like, yeah, this is really good tea. Matches my sandwich really well. And Jimbo's sitting there. Not even, like, not sitting. I bet she was crouched. She crouched she down. Was... <laughs> she purposely like little, crouched down. A little fucking mouse. Just complete with the hands, like, over the and sand. And you know what? Good for whoever was filming her and knew that this was an important moment for us all. <laughs> Good job, oh, camera crew. I thought you're not allowed to have food in the workroom. And then, That like, is a rumor that has gone around, and I guess that is maybe not true in Canada, but... But you had that one moment where Rue asked, uh, what's her face? Where'd you get that bread from? <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. They probably aren't allowed, like, anything in the world. No, because, like, and that, that again, this is a reality TV show. In the real world, if you're all getting ready, you're going to eat. You're going to have food there. But yeah. this is a closed-set reality television program. You go to craft services to have your food when you have your breaks, <laughs> not in the middle of filming. So how Jimbo got away with a sandwich good on her good for and her you need those carbs for that that dancing <laughs> yeah although those carbs might explain her dancing so that's true that is true so priyanka reveals that her dad is from guyana and he doesn't know that she's gay she's afraid he would hate her due to um his upbringing her friends and family have been so supportive but She's scared that he'll say, get out, of, uh, get out of his face. She says that her dad was trying to introduce her to girls at a wedding. And we learn that when he asks who she's dating, Mark says that she's dating a girl named Priyanka. And now he'll finally be able to meet her on Canada's Drag Race. I feel this, like this is a very endearing moment. Yes. Like, they didn't over, like, dramatize it, like, I would expect on like U.S. Drag Race, where right. like this is the sob story of this episode. Like it was addressed, 
-hmm. It was an educational moment, but it wasn't drawn out to the point where like you were bludgeoning people to feel bad. Right. It It was bad on a genuine level. Yeah. It was very authentic. Um, And again, Priyanka is a good storyteller. Yes. She knows how to express emotion through an authentic lens. Um, And she knows how to curate a story for television. So I think it was very well done um, because it was, it was was very endearing. And this is what we would call a winner's edit. Like you don't put this in for any other reason, but you want the audience to feel with her. Yeah. So I think this was, very important if Priyanka does end up winning the show which I really do think she will I go back to this as the moment that she won yeah and did you see her um her post later on Mm -hmm. and like that was another like heartwarming moment yeah for those who have not seen go to her Instagram she has talked to her dad her dad is making foods for the viewing parties he is here for Priyanka and I think it's beautiful love it so nice Speaking of beauty, bitch, Deborah Cox is supposed to be here. She I talking about me. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, gorgeous. Um, Deborah Cox in that runway, like a fucking boss. That is how you do a runway, bitch. Yes, that is how you carry yourself. Obviously, she is also a seasoned entertainer. Yes. And she she should just host the rest of the season. <laughs> like, Honestly, she I would be the one. Yeah, she was so on point. Um, she nails the lines that she has to do with like a legend. It is trippy, but she's good at it. Yes, that she's, is. She's good. Before we go into the runway, we have to talk about not sorry about it. We're going to talk about the song, and we are going to go again, kind of beat by beat, person by person, and discuss. What we saw on television. <laughs> okay. So the dolls really look cohesive, wearing black and silver, um, very basic dancer attire. Um, they look good as a unit because they are still individuals with a different hair color. Lemon gets her lemon, and Jimbo has the first look of the night where I thought that was my goddess, Davina DeCampo. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. You can see it behind <laughs> me. That looks like Divina DeCampo all the way over there. Yeah. And it's not it's not just obviously like the stereotypical red hair. It was No, it's the face. It was the face. It was the fact that like the hair was the way it was and the way just overall that she was like acting. Yeah. They have I mean, just when it comes to makeup, they have the same style face. They're both long. They, and they use it in a very classic way of drag when they paint their face in a beautiful way. And if ever, everyone knows I love Davina DeCampo, so give me a Davina moment and I will stand it. <laughs> the Moose Knuckles, they are less cohesive. There are some similar, similar colored animal print, um, but then you have like the winner of the group being Rita Vega, who looks like she transformed into Baby Spice with the pigtails and the sneaker wedge and the pink fur coat. Yeah. She stood out, but I wish everyone matched her. Uh, yeah, I feel like she started it, and everyone's like, now nah, we're going to do her. Yeah. And I feel like they should have listened to her. Because yeah. also, too, when she walked out, I didn't realize it was her. Uh-huh. And it was very transformative. 
or draft. Like you're doing a character, so yep. do character. Like yeah. Also, Rita seems like she's got a like a few few miles under her belt. She's got she a, sure does a couple couple years. So for her to walk out and look like a young like baby spice, it was like ooh okay. Yeah, she was she was very smart about this look. I I was a big fan. We have some pre-recorded lyrics before we move into the individual verses. Not like we—that's the thing that we get in a lot of these songs. Like, um, uh, "Get Out, Bye Bye." There were the pre-recorded stuff. We had it in um, "On That Bitch." Like, it's—it's it's a normal thing. Yeah. Cool. Did the girls remember to learn those lines? Apparently not. I thought it was like when they first like they showed like one character or not one character one obviously one queen yeah uh, when they showed one queen not getting her own lines I was like girl and then like it shot to another one I was like girl and then by the time they showed like six of them not knowing their lines I'm like you wrote yeah words. like yeah. So let, let, let's go through the girls. So Tainomi needed to be bigger. I liked her lyrics, but the performance was, n- was nothing to write home about. It was fine. Yeah, she, kinda, she just kind of blended in. It yeah. Wasn't... Alona does not know her lyrics at all. And she cheated herself away from the camera because she knew how bad she was. Yeah, she kept turning that shoulder like she knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boa was pretty damn good compared to what we saw in the recording session. And of course, um, uh, antagonize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was really interesting to watch Boa, who really did become a star in this uh, performance. And then you have Anastasia, um, who is in a different world because she is not a raptress. She, she she's on a different show. She like she shut down. During it was this. really hard to watch. Like, it was almost like she was falling asleep on stage. Yeah. Like, she wasn't even, like, in beat with, like, a tune. She wasn't on beat with her own words. No. Like, nothing matched in this moment. Right. And then Kiara was another one who had lyrics and issues and didn't really know much, even the choreo. She was a mess. But then we have Scarlett, who I thought was brilliant, and I loved her verse. She brought an energy that no one at the, up until that point was able to match. Exactly. Like, I really thought Scarlett did incredible. Lemon was strong, but I don't think she had the most brilliant lyrics. They were fine. They they were passable, not the greatest. She but had that one have... at the end. That was yeah. Good. Rita's singing was welcome because it was very different. Um, and again, I think maybe she, they, her placement in the song was why she didn't make it to a top. But I, I don't know. I thought she was good. I think she like she was good and. Yeah, it probably was the placement. I think for that kind of style of it, it either had to like go at the beginning or the end. Right. Not where it was. Yeah, because then we have Jimbo, who was so out of the element, and I was very worried for her. I I wanted her to just say fuck it and go with a true Jimbo moment and make fun of the dance. Yeah. Do it so out of character that it's in line with her character. Yeah. And speaking of characters, Priyanka has a brand and she's a superstar. Um, I want to say something negative about her, but I can't. She was the star. 
she like she stole the stage she made it a point you had an awkward shout out from brooklyn <laughs> right that was I, it, it, listen if i was performing this hard-ass fucking number and brooklyn heights screams out priyanka i would jump off that stage and say fuck you can we have a new take yeah like and it, it was just it was awful it was really uncomfortable <laughs> i understand that the lyrics were like Say my name, say my name. Yeah. And then it, it's, it's a one-sided show. Right. It's not a call and response. <laughs> We're not doing the response here. Um, so we have the lyrics from all the girls. They have their moment. And then suddenly we have an epilogue where they come together and be polite um, because that's Canadian and they sing about apologizing. Was this necessary? Not at all. And like, it, I get the funny twist, but what? It wasn't their voices, right? Like No, it wasn't. It was the pre recorded like, stuff. Recorded stuff by other people. So like they mixed in like a partial vocal like uh, an original vocal lip sync with now a second right. lip sync that wasn't their voices. Yeah, it was it was strange. I mean First off, at the very end, note that Lemon and Priyanka's heart was anything but a heart because I think maybe it was a circle, a, a rhombus. I don't know what it was. wasn't a heart. New um, <laughs> moment, though. But I want to say that I think the biggest problem with this entire challenge was it was too ambitious. It needed to be either broken up somehow or shortened. We got a mediocre overall performance because I think they were forced to learn too much in too short of a time. I mean, when you think about this entire episode as a whole, it felt like two episodes. Yeah, it was rushed. You had the news anchor challenge, then you had the, the writing and the recording, and then you had the, the performance, and then you had the, the epilogue of the performance, and then you had a runway. There was so there was much. There was so much going on. They could have broken it down into two things. Yeah, I, I think I will go on record many times and say um, Break Up Bye Bye is the greatest... Um, music challenge of all the series i i don't know i haven't and i think part of i think part of why it works so well was because the song is only about two minutes and they each got their (laughs) verse to do and they were able right and because it was so short and, and and there was less to learn they were able to perfect it because the Frock Destroyers were fucking incredible. That, so that was the thing, yeah. That. It was the right length. And like, then you had like Bob and Monet like redo it on right. the stage. That was, with, it was with DJ Two-Face too. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a moment, I love that. Because again, it was a short thing. I mean, this challenge was very similar to go back to season eight when they did the, um, the uh, acapella um, challenge but the thing the difference is you're not learning an entire new song you're doing rue songs that you probably should already know so you can make it a seven minute number and it still works this was six seven minutes of new material that they all need to learn on top of choreo it, it was too much i would have loved to see another like girl group versus girl group where they have the same song but they each have to do it on their own yeah and like the sharing of a stage like they learned choreo separately and then like then they were together so like i'm i'm sure what they did was they did one group they both came in the other group yeah um but yeah i'm not really sure how it breaks down i know there's obviously reality tv editing going on here 
but I, I know this challenge could have been better if it wasn't so ambitious. Yeah. Well, it is time for the runway. Category on the runway is Quebecy with the good hair. Funny. That's cute. I get it. Ha 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 ha. And someone's got good hair tonight. Just a, just a small uh, double stamp. Who designed it? I did. This is the Gorge. first wig that I have styled. It's gorgeous. So. And I bet you have not taken it off at all during quarantine. I have not. I clean in it. Honestly, <laughs> just because it's too big to fit in my tiny ass closet. <laughs> there you go. So. In honor of Quebecy with the good hair, um, we are not tooting and booting. We are playing good hair day or bad hair day. I'm here for this because <laughs> as... As like my personal life, there's many bad hair days. Really? No way. I, okay, well, let's run through these girls because <laughs> some of them definitely need to get talked about. Yes, so let's start off. Kiara, uh, the look and hair are by Ruby T. Doll. Um, I saw this look already this season. It was worn by Kine. Oh, wait, this isn't Kine. Exactly. Uh, this was not a disco ball disaster. You watch that disaster happen on the runway already, and you're gonna just go ahead and do it. Again. Well, here I've got a conspiracy theory. I think Kyan saw that look and was like, "I'm gonna do that first and did it badly. <laughs> just fucking beat it into the ground. Like you can't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing: it's a hair challenge as well. The hair was a mess. Um, I love wearing something big for Kiara because we've not seen that yet, but it was not styled properly. And I'm, I will say maybe it's because of the travel from Quebec to Toronto. I don't know, but the back of that fucking wig was atrocious. Yeah, that, like, when she walked out, I forgot what the category was. And she was the first girl to walk out. Yeah, um, I mean, How even the out... How do you do that? Yeah, the outfit was ill-fitted also. It just, she is someone who, as, as they say, she is a model. She has the model body. It's, it's very difficult to get away with an ill-fitted look on a body like that. Yeah, it's, you have to like actively try to just drape things in the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, the legs were too short. It was, it was bad. Um, so the judging, the Brooklyn thought she was lost in the challenge. Stacy thinks she needs to start thinking out of the box with her looks. Cut to Jeffrey thinks her looks on the runway and performance were basic and puts her taste level into question. Woof. The tea, though. Listen, I understand that. And I understand why Kiara probably had a breakdown because she's probably in her head going, I know what else I have this season. I'm not, nothing's going to be able to change. Is this also like RuPaul's Panic Race? Because every episode now, <laughs> someone's, someone, someone's, it's not even like a breakdown. It's like a full out, like they're flatlining for a moment. Yeah. And they have to like come back. Yeah. Unfortunately for Kiara, I have to give this a bad hair day. Uh, it's definitely a bad hair day. Well, the audience, uh, 15% good hair day, 85% bad hair day. So they agreed with us. Jimbo. This look was designed with her partner, Brady Taylor. First off, I want to go on record and say I made the joke first. Davina and Blue had a frock destroyer baby. 
okay? I said it last week, Davina, I tagged, she saw it and liked my comment, and then la- the other day, Blue made the fucking uh, co- joke on Twitter. I was like, no, bitch, I already made your joke. So I'm a little bitter about that, because um, I want my credit back. That being said, did she not look like Davina DeCampo? She does. Oh, my God. The way she walked out like that and then strutted her stuff. It was perfection. I'm sorry. This look was so fucking good. Yeah. I loved it. The um, only, like, thing I didn't like about it, and, like, this is, like, a super, like, niche comment on my behalf, is I didn't like how the wigs were, like, stacked. Sure. Mm-hmm. I wanted, like, one... You like, wanted one ombre. Oh, I wanted, like, one beautiful, just... But it also, like I said, it's an argumentative thing because you can say like, oh, well, the silhouette's different because you have these like ruffles. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we did learn this is 11 braided wigs. Um, I think the colors are very strong together. Um, I think the jumpsuit with the harness worked so well. Um, I'm obsessed. Like I, I, don't, I did not think going into the season that Jimbo would be the runway assassin that she is. <laughs> Three weeks in I a row. I going to be like quirky, quirky. And then like she's blowing these fashion things. Like, she's, out this, of the is, this is why you have to hope that all drag queens have an arsenal of power behind them. Because th- this was so smart. You're not getting typical Jimbo that you think you're going to get based on that um, the preseason photo shoot that you're like, well, this is going to be a crappy queen. No, no. Jimbo knows what she's doing. Jimbo's giving you Jimbo. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, absolutely good hair day. Absolutely good hair. The audience, 88% good hair day, 12% bad hair day. Next, we're talking about Ty Naomi Banks. She was styled by Mark Andrew Smith, cape and bodysuit by Lilando, hairpiece by Sam's Hairband, nails by Scorch and Nails. Oof, yes. I wish I had acid in order to appreciate this look, too. Yeah, this one was lost on me for sure. Yeah, listen, if it's not fully realized, like, I, I, I think playing around with color was smart for her, but the concept, it's cool, but the execution was an absolute disaster. Um, the hat piece felt incomplete. The dress was literally glued together. Um, see, like, the moments of, like... Um, the wefting. Right. And it was just like, you, you had something you hide. Yeah. Like put it like, put a front like closure piece over it. Like do something. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was very messy. I mean, Jeffrey called her a dancer, but forgot her lyrics. Deborah reminds her that she's an incredible dancer, but called her out her lack of remembering her lyrics and that her look is not the most flattering because it didn't show off her figure. It didn't, it was literally just pieces there and she was stuck looking like a box. Yeah. Um, and then yeah Brooklyn thinks it was just hot glued hair not good not good Uh, bad hair day for me bad hair day audience the audience went 21% good hair day 79% bad hair day that's generous I know I think it was very generous (laughs) we're going to talk about Boa next look by Lucy Mua hair by Connor McCaldin Um, listen she's a campy queen keep on serving camp Um, she walked out in fur and big hair and I was like meh Okay, bottom. But then she revealed into the Borat singlet and a bush, and it's not fashion, it's funny. Yeah, I, 
I was very excited to see that coat drop because I thought she was going to keep it on the entire time. And I was like, oh, Same. she's doing fur coat for hair. How original. Right. And then it became original. And then I was happy about it. Yeah, I will say there was a lot of glitter in her hair and face. And then there was so much dark texture on that bodysuit that like that was the only thing I didn't like is that the yeah, top the and the bottom match. didn't match. Yeah. But Which she has had this problem on other runways before. Yes. Too. I think she's not cognizant of her like attire. Like when I no. obviously like when I will get ready, I always think, okay, well, am I wearing red? Okay, I need to do like a softer foundation. Like I have to do something that's gonna right. match those levels. Um, nothing matches because I'm in quarantine and my color is completely fucking <laughs> off. But um, we're on Zoom and this is a podcast, so you don't see it. And when <laughs> the photo later, it's gonna be photoshopped. Um, so they're like th- some of the other girls do have the same problem though about like color matching and <laughs> my biggest pet peeve not fucking bringing your makeup down to exposed areas yeah yeah i mean because that bodysuit it was clearly a turtleneck um she like that's when you put a necklace on to break it up and at least the illusion is there and you and your eye can pretend that it's the same color and maybe you just had a bad tan job but yeah, yeah that was like that's my only critique the problem with boa is again brooklyn called her stupid and dumb um jeffrey says it shouldn't work but it does and says that she was a stand-up performance they are eating up her camp and giving her free passes and that worries me yeah i feel like she's gonna get into like this like feel good groove and it's gonna come back to bite her yeah. Because eventually they're going to realize that you can't just do that over and right. over. Because again, it goes back to Alyssa's camera dress. They all hated it, but the judges ate it up because it's Alyssa and she can do that. And I yeah. feel like Boa is falling into that trap. Exactly. Like, hopefully she's able to like grow and mm-hmm. learn from it, but I don't think she's going to. I don't think so either. I'm still, though, going to give her a good hair day. I have to say good hair day on this one too, even though she basically just put a little wig in a Borat thing. Yeah. And it, I, Bobo was kind of right. She just kind of like slapped it in there. And then she no, like, she teased it and sewed it. I sewed it in there. I'm like, you could have sure, just sewed it and no one would have known. Right. Well, the audience went 58% good hair day, 42% bad hair day. Very mixed. Okay. I can see that. Next, we have our New York City Queen, Lemon. Hair by Diana Dash. Look by Didi Fuego. Cool concepts. I don't love the execution. I was personally a bit confused by the brown bush representing a lemon tree. I wished it was green. I googled and green leaves came up when I saw a lemon tree. So I'm not sure why the choice was brown. So, yeah, exactly that. I understand, like, sometimes, yeah, wigs don't come in that color. But you're a drag queen. You can get a wig that's green. And why would you carry brown? Like, brown's very muted. You add life to it. Like, add that Right. Like, usually right when you talk about a tree and it's brown, it's usually dying. Yeah. That being said, I think the pattern of the jumpsuit was exceptional, but I don't, and I think it represented a tree, 
but I wish she padded a little more to give it a little more shape. So here's the thing. Um, I, I'm a fan of Lemon. I yeah. have performed with her at a fundraiser before. She's killer. Uh, she's not really a padded queen. She doesn't no, she's not. do it. Um, and I don't know, I haven't talked to her about it, but I assume that, and always assuming makes an ass out of me. So um, I would assume that she believes that she doesn't need the pads which is always the biggest pitfall of drag queens because you do need to change your body shape if you're yeah. going to go for that. I feel like what is a self-confidence of like not being a padded queen versus a padded queen, she's kind of in between it because she's going for the padded queen overall, but she's got the attitude of the unpadded queen. Right. So, and, and, and the thing is like when she does use her natural leg, she, it's usually in a very specific look. Yes. This, these were pants, and it, it kind of needed just a little curve on the other side. See, this is the one where I'll actually disagree on this. I think this was the moment for her not to pat, because since she looked like a fucking goddamn tree, she was just straight up and down. It was like the one time it works. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to see her padded on all of the other moments. Okay, all right. It's going to be a tree, be a tree. Trees yeah. have uh, kind of slender beginnings. Sure. They get trunks at the end if she wore like big ass shoes that would have made it right but yeah i think the concept and originality for this look compared to the whole scope of the girls for the night i think it was a good hair day but it's a very safe good hair day yeah it's definitely a safe good hair day i think the concept was beautiful and the idea but at the same point it was a topiary right well Audience, 58% good hair day, 42% bad hair day. It's a very mixed again. Next up, Priyanka. Hair by CRC Wigs. Look by Ecstasy Love, who is her drag mom. Ooh, I love it for her whimsy. I hate it for its execution. Um, I understand the color story and, I, and how the hair is braided for the buns and then the harness. Um, we then have the tutu. There's a lot going on. Yeah. But I think I, she's able to sell it because she's campy and fun. Exactly. I, at first I was like, where's the hair? And then it zoomed in and like, you could see the, the, the like. Literally the, all over. Yeah. The, the straps were braids. And I was like, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. And, and the one thing I didn't like about it is when she was doing like the, the swatting at the B thing and she turned around. It wasn't and finished. Was nothing on the back. Yeah. Um, but again, we have learned this season that the definition of success is camp. I just think this was a very safe look. Um, Brooklyn thinks that her look was lovely, even though she stole her colors. Jeffrey said that she stood out even in the background. Deborah called her an MVP. I again, we love Priyanka here. Was this my favorite? No. Yeah, it's kind of. I think it's going to be the one that gets forgotten when. She's yeah. Gone. It's going to be like, oh, that was cute, and then like just move on. Like, yeah, and that's why she's like, oh my god, I'm making merch about all of this so everyone remembers. <laughs> um, that being said, I'm still going to give it a good hair day. It, yeah, I would say it's a good hair day. 88% went with good hair day. 12% went with bad hair day. Next we have Anastasia Anakwe. Look by Starzy. So, Cousin It. Smart. Concept. Cool. Great. Then you turn around 
And it's this Chun-Li mess, and it was very bad, and it was so, so very bad. Um, if you look at her Instagram, this was not plan A. Uh, she was going to turn around into something much more glamorous. She didn't have time to finish it. And this is Drag Race, where one mistake can send you home, and spoiler alert, it did. I don't think I, I didn't think I saw what the the plan A was because it was like a gorgeous, gorgeous dress. It wasn't as Brooklyn said where she wished it was a Mortish reveal, um, but it was something glamorous that she was going to do, and this was literally all she had time to do. That's unfortunate because like yeah. when she turned around, I was just like, no, you're going home. Yeah. Like that, th it becomes the the moment where like edit like. Yeah. Too much. And as much as I don't love Jeffrey so far, I think what he said was the smartest thing he said and, and a real it really defined who Anastasia is not when he said that he thinks the different characters from different worlds were confusing and was lost in this challenge. It was it was lost in execution. There was no cohesion in why it turned into Chun Li. I don't there's no reason for that yeah storytelling it's just so weird and th there are certain people who create and design as a singular unit and when they don't collaborate there's no one to jump ideas off of you're just in like an echo chamber so yeah. every idea you have sounds like a great one right so knowing that anastasia is making everything herself actually may be a bad thing because she's not having a team help her and create and design and collaborate to create the best option possible so yeah. i i always encourage and i think drag queens who think they can be a singular unit good for you but there is always a great team behind a great drag queen you need input like yes especially like even when i was picking this dress or like doing this hair i was always asking people things like yes yeah. I, I I'm a singular unit in that like majority of what I did for the ultimate drag pageant uh in January and February I sewed all my looks I mixed all my mixes I did all my own hair stuff like that but every step of the way I was getting feedback sure uh, just so that I wasn't in my own echo chamber because I had like one look that was actually kind of the epitome of this it was I had so much going on and there was such a contrast. And when I explained it to somebody as I was making it, I was like, that sounds stupid. I need to change that. Yep. And they're like, you definitely need to change that. <laughs> yeah, and luckily I did. And it became a good look. Uh, I still didn't win because uh, we are not at that level yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're completely right. Like it, having people to bounce ideas off of is so integral as an artist in general, not just in drag. Like you need to be able to discuss your ideas and, and be able to accept that maybe your idea isn't the best idea. Yes. And I don't think Anastasia is that person because when you succeed so well in a pageant world, you accept all the positivity, but don't, necessarily get any negative critique this is probably the first time in a very long time that anastasia has felt negative critique in her direction yes that definitely needs to come across uh-huh i'm gonna give her a bad hair day it's obvious uh, can't really give that one a good one so. <laughs> well shockingly the audience went 29 percent good hair day 71 percent bad hair day what 
Agreed. Okay, let's talk about Rita Vega. Outfit by Peach, hair by Peach and Martin Ellery. Um, I fucking love this, and for me, this was my top two of the week. This, the colors are perfect. They work so well for this shocking concept. The hair is fun going from yellow into purple. Um, I will say overall, it's like very simple for Rita, but it's effective. Yes, I think, um, I think this look, because it was as simple, maybe that's what cost her. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, it was very effective. Um, it got the point across. It was like, when I think overdone hair, I think of that period. Like yeah. I think of that over like ostentatious, like big ass hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm wondering how it was that heavy though. Because she was like, in the, she was in the workroom, like lounge yeah. back. This is so heavy. I was like, it looks like it's just teased and it's air. I yeah, know. Yeah, the, the, those those, tend to be light. <laughs> yeah, those are probably. I mean, I'm. I would be curious to know how many um, wigs she has under there, but um, no, I think this look was so so good. She she worked it well. I'm giving it an absolute good hair day. Yeah, I loved it. Definitely. Audience, eighty four percent good hair day, sixteen percent bad hair day. Next, we're going to talk about Scarlet Bobo, hair by Helena Poison, outfit by Kitten Caboodle. Choker and Cuffs by Mila Angelova. Nails by Pinky Nails. Um, Scarlet Bobo, your looks are a yes, yes. I like this. Um, I, I mean, very cute. Yeah, I mean, what's her name? Not not Priyanka. Um, it's Bobo. I th- just love how innovative the look, the hair was. The dress with the hair was glued on, but it worked with the silhouette, unlike Tainomi, who just put it on there. Yeah, um, like she walked out obviously you're going to be drawn to the headpiece and you're like yeah. looking at that. So when I watched it, I, when I went, went back to the second time, um, I tried to pay more attention to the dress because when she like arrives at the, the top of the runway, it just looks like a simple silhouette. And then when she sashays down, that's when it moves and it looks like yeah. up character in that. Yeah. Movie. I really like this look. Um, Brooklyn said her shape had movement and her hair was adorable. Jeffrey has finally seen who Scarlet Bobo is. And I really, I really think this was a strong moment for Scarlett. I think so too. I think um, this, I will, I hope this is a turning point for her. Sure. Um, I do want to see her like get into her own. I think she's also one of those people who are stuck in their head. Absolutely. I really hope she's able to break out of that because otherwise I can also see her going home. Yeah. Um, I gave her a good hair day. This is a good hair day. Even though it's like, it's simple in its approach, it was done well. Yeah, the audience was not really feeling it. 69% good hair day, 31% bad hair day. What? Yeah, I was very surprised by this one. And then finally, (laughs) we have Alona Verley. Hair by Artwigs Canada, styled by Alona. Jewels Unleashed by Ant Accessories. Look and Boots by House Zook. Powder blue is Alona's signature color, and her signature signature color saved her fucking ass. Um, I really love this poodle-inspired look. I think it had the campy elements, but it's still true to who Alona is. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it at first. Okay. Um, when she walked down, I was like, "Oh, it's kind of kitschy. It's kind of like okay, it's a it's a dog." Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of one of those moments too, where the camera actually zoomed in, and then you saw how like the hair was curled at the cuffs and like that is what made it. Yeah, there's a lot of detail to this look. 
Um, and she knows I, how to work it on the runway. Yeah. I believe her um, was very expensive. <laughs> and I, this was like the first time where I didn't mind her doing a flat chest look because the pasties, again, tied into the full effect. Um, yeah. I would not be surprised if she had this already and she just happened to work for Drag Race um, because there was something about her coming out in this look that felt more expensive than anybody else this runway. Yeah. It was, it was like a whole different runway. She was well more prepared for this one than anybody yeah. else. Brooklyn points out her dancing was a struggle, but her look was fierce and expensive. I'm giving it a good hair day. It's a good hair day. Yeah. 77% good hair day. 23% bad hair day. So. I can see that 23 because I was yeah. part of that first yeah i had a few people message me and be like it was terrible i was like okay that's your opinion and you're wrong but great you no, you're valid you're valid you're valid okay tainomi priyanka kiara scarlet anastasia boa Ilona are the tops and the bottoms meaning rita lemon and jimbo are safe listen i'm, I'm we already talked about it i think rita being safe really pissed me off i think between her performance and her look she should have been the winner because she was the most complete overall. Yeah. But hey, what the fuck do I know? I'm not a judge there. Just do your best RuPaul impersonation, and maybe you might be. Yeah, I, um, the judging, I'm not really, I'm having issues. I'm really having issues. That, like, it's so weird, because, like, the first episode, they were, like, super biting with their critiques, and then, like, the second episode was just a shit show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the third one. They're like all they're, they're going in for the jabs again. I was like, I thought Canadians were nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just it's some of the decisions. Like we're gonna we'll get to it when we get to the um, lip sync and everything. But like the decisions for certain people have just been so off, and I'm really questioning the the three person format. I don't know. Um, that being said, let's talk about Untucked Junior, as I like to call it. Um, so apparently Rita's wig uh, weighs about 15 pounds and she's miserable. Again, explain how it's 15 pounds and how the fuck she got it there. Jimbo thinks Lemon looks like Groot's sexy mother. And again, Jimbo's so good. He's, she's so good at this game. <laughs> and Lemon was definitely so thrown off by it. Like she couldn't even think of a witty remark. Right. I'm, I would not be surprised if Lemon's like, who's Groot? But I, I, that's probably a lie. She knows who. Who, who doesn't know who Groot is? <laughs> so the girls come back. Kiara breaks down when she talks about how they hate her taste level. Um, and then we get a little more of this Rita liking being here with Kiara and being like this motherly figure for her. Um, and I, I wonder if this is going to be a plot line coming out soon. I could not imagine the two of them lip syncing together, but that would be great TV. That would be. That would be it's excellent really television. Like one moment for like an all stars moment where like they have the tops. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that would that would do it. Mm hmm. Tainomi needs a moment after she's in the bottom, um, and we learn that her name does precede her. Boa, it's time. She was surprised about her critiques because she thought they were going to hate her, and then Scarlet says that she just glued a wig to a bodysuit. Boa jumps back and says she sewed it and teased it. And cue the necessary girl chat because we got to get our differences out there. I'm telling you gays, talk to your friends. It's really healthy. <laughs> Scarlet says she's been there for Boa. 
but she's been using her as target practice and digs at her throughout the season. And Boa isn't like that in Toronto and with her, and she thinks Scarlett isn't used to hearing positive uh, feedback about her. Um, so Scarlett claims she's the only one who's been looking out for her in Toronto. And then we have a yet another meme from Boa. I will always apologize just to shut people up. If I were Scarlett, I would slap the fucking shit out of her. Yeah. If, like, Scarlett at home in quarantine right now, listening to that confessional, no. I would have called her up and been like, are you fucking serious? You sacrifice a friendship for a moment? Uh, Television just brings out the worst. Yeah, I I really do wonder if this is, again, another setup for something that's going to happen on later in the season. Oh, I bet. They're going to have, like, a full-out brawl. Like, right. Just... Or, or again, put let the two of them lip-sync for their life. Who do you think would win, though? Scarlet. Oh, yeah. I think Scarlet's going Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was, again, just so uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it... I always wish I could be a fly on the wall and untucked, but not this one. No. I kind of, I do wish that they had an untucked because I would want to see everything else that goes on. And like, why aren't you giving it to us? These little snippets aren't like enough. Yeah, because they did the same thing in Canada's Drag Race where it was this little untucked junior. Um, But All-Stars 5 were getting an actual untucked, so so things are getting messed up all over the place. (laughs) For everyone listening, uh, Reference watches back and Stacey says, just between us, boo-boo fonce. Apparently that's like a poof or some shit. I don't really know. And then we get bring back our Harry Marys. I guess we're just going to get a different quote every single time. I wonder, <laughs> like, I, like, there's certain things that just always, like, kick me off. Like, why Harry Mary? Like, are we going to keep it in theme? Because if you don't keep up the theme, I'm going to be. No, they didn't, because the first one was loons, and uh, uh, this one, the last one was something different. I thought it was going to be all animal things, and I was like, I was here for that, but now we're doing Harry Marys and Boo Boo I don't know. The writers are bored, I guess. I don't know. It, it kind of does remind me of, like, the earlier seasons of, like, uh, U.S. Drag Race, where yeah. RuPaul was all figuring it out. It's yeah. like, bring back my girls. Girls. Yeah. Girls. <laughs> they yeah. just kept going. Yeah. Well, the results, it's time. Priyanka is the winner of the week, winning a VIP stay and culinary experience at the Hilton Lec LeMay. Yes, that's in Quebec. Boa, Scarlett, Alona, and Kiara are safe, which means Tainomi and Anastasia are in the bottom. Do you agree? With both the winner and the bottom two. No. Me either. I think in this group, I actually would have given Scarlett the win. In this group. I don't know if I would have given it to Scarlett. I, for me, I just like Scarlett's look better than Priyanka's because I think they're both good in the challenge and I would have given the slight edge over to Scarlett just because the hair. Yeah. I guess um, I could see that. That the being said. The bottom makes sense for me, though. Like, 
they were obviously the bottom. I would have put Kiara in the bottom with Anastasia. I would have saved Tainomi. But here's my conspiracy theory. I don't think Kiara would have knocked Anastasia out. I think Kiara would have lost. I don't think that's the result they wanted. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Especially with this song. Back-to-back weeks of that same gold dress going home. <laughs> I I would have loved that. Yeah. Um, but... Like outfit nobody else on drag race would ever wear that again. never ever <laughs> but again i think again it's interesting that tainomi is lip-syncing uh absolutely not by deborah cox in front of deborah cox like this is your backup dancer it's kind of one of those moments where last season we had uh, on uh, drag race uk you had uh, cheryl hole lip-syncing for cheryl cole so <laughs> maybe it's a producer decision here um but yeah, let's talk about this lip sync a little bit. I mean, Tainomi clearly knows this song because she's had a dance for it many times. Yeah. Um, he, like, so she did say like, oh, we are serving it. I was like, no, honey, you're serving it. Anastasia is kind of just standing. Yeah. Um, once they both disrobed, I knew it could have been a battle. But at the end of the day, passion can't outweigh performance. Tainomi is dynamic. She knew every beat of the song. She knew every breath of the song. Anastasia also had, unfortunately, a horrible look to lip sync in. Um, and I think it did affect her. Yeah. I always think about that too. Like, if I were ever on Drag Race and like, I would want to do like, a, obviously like a high couture kind of look, but you have to think about you at any given moment. To lip sync. Yeah. I mean, yeah. go back to Honey Davenport and that fucking black thing. She couldn't move! Yeah. She couldn't move. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the song, I think Anastasia knew she was done because she even, like, gave it over to Tainomi to have the moment. Yeah, she came in and danced with her and they had, they had their sister bond. But this was Tainomi's to lose. Tainomi did not lose. And it was clear Anastasia is gone. Bye. Now here's my question: Did Starzy not write a mirror message because she just kissed it with her glove and walked away? Oh, I don't even think I caught. I mean, that. maybe she went back and wrote something, but I don't. Have we ever had a queen not write a mirror message? We've had really like brief messages, right? I don't know if I've never seen this like a queen just fully skip out. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see what happens at the start of next week's episode to see if there's a mirror message or not. But I have a couple burning questions for you to end this you ready i am ready did anastasia stand any chance on drag race i think she had a good foot but she took the wrong step sure i hear that yeah i, I again we have seen time and time again pageant queens not being able to excel and finish the full race it took how many seasons before Jada Essence Hall fully won? I mean, I know people say Trinity, but Trinity didn't win in the first time. It took her a season and then an all-star season to win. And she only tied. Exactly. Right. So I think it's it's an uphill battle always for a pageant queen on this show. And I just didn't think Anastasia was ever going to win. I I feel like... In order to, I, I understand like the obviously the more diverse casting where you are getting pageant queens, but pageant queens going into the competition have to 
realize that you can't be a stick. Right. Um, like it is a performance. So every time you're out on that stage should be like your like performance round of your pageant. Like this right. is round this is always performance 24 7 right if your talent is standing there and looking pretty it's not enough like it's nope. gotta bring more to the table i agree you see like cabaret people excel like when even like you obviously when people get in their own head like ben de la creme at first obviously yes you can like falter but then once ben kind of understood it she shined yeah. and that's the element like anybody who i see have a ratio i know they're gonna do well yeah what's missing from canada's drag race i feel like there's something lacking but i can't figure out what it is yeah that is RuPaul being filled out <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is because maybe more maybe just the production value is just slightly lower and it's shining through a little bit yeah I admire that they want to like obviously keep this brand but it's it's that weird moment where like yeah like she's just not there yeah like, and people trying to do their impersonations of her are what kind of reinforces that she's not there. Yeah. It's like copy paste and then you give someone else your homework and they have to switch it up a little bit so they think so the teacher knows it's in their voice, but it's not. The moment that killed me too was when Brooklyn like did that like lean over when she made the joke about um the Stacy about being sent off or like yeah. And she did that RuPaul lean where like the shoulders were locked, the chest was locked and yeah RuPaul's dresses are so corseted they're like snap-on bracelets yeah. and Brooklyn's wearing like this like loose fitting like leather jacket and just like yeah she can move left and right but all of a sudden she's like yep I'm a treat we're gonna lean this way <laughs> yeah well after three episodes who do you think is the winner of the season that's a tough call. I would say my top three would be Jimbo, Priyanka, and I kind of want to say Rita. I would agree. That's my top three at this point as well. I would maybe put Scarlet as your number four by a land by a mile, but I I just again I maybe it's me being fucking biased. I can't see Priyanka losing. I I can't see her losing either. Or uh, or it's going to be a situation where Priyanka is getting the Alaska season five edit where we're getting all the talking points, we're getting everything from Alaska's point of view, but she's not getting the win. Yeah. Which would be heartbreaking. But I want to see Rita in the top three. Um, we can get there. Yeah. Uh, it seems like she has the arsenal to do and she I does. For music, because like I, obviously we said this past episode, she kind of like played it safe. She did. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited. I think this has been not the it, it's not Drag Race UK. It's not the cleanest show, but I think it's refreshing and it's really fun. And I think the personalities are what is making this show so good. This cast I, is so good. 
wholeheartedly agree. And I'm definitely watching this a lot more than I'm watching All Stars 5. <laughs> yeah. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Arya Close. A-R-Y-A-K-L-O-S. And you can find me pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Venmo? Venmo. No, I'm just kidding. We're on Venmo. And uh, Grubhub, if you're lucky. Uh, and if you want a KK, uh, OnlyFans are coming soon. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed our little chat. The biggest thanks to Aria for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.